Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey guys, I love you all so much and I hope that today's message encourages you. Be sure and like and subscribe if you are tuning in on YouTube. Comment down below what you learned in today's message and what other topics you'd like to hear talked about moving forward. And if you're tuning in via Apple or Spotify, be sure and download, rate, review. We love reading your reviews and it actually helps us as we prepare for messages to come. And make sure to turn on your push notifications so that you can know whenever episodes come out as we have new episodes every single Wednesday. Guys, I love y'all and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey there, Emma Mae McDaniel here. This podcast is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. Hey yo, incredible people. I am Emma Mae McDaniel and I'm so, so thankful and so glad that you are joining me on the Have You Heard podcast today. It is a special day because we have the one and only Deborah Folletta on, who is a professional licensed counselor, and we are talking about the book that she co-wrote with Gary Thomas, Married Sex. This is a special podcast, and I say that because if you um, are single or dating, if Basically, if you are not engaged, about to be married, or in a married relationship, then this book is not for you. This podcast is not for you, but it's a great podcast to pass on to your loved ones and your dear friends who are in the engaged and married season. So get ready to be encouraged to go into the Word, to have a really good conversation that I believe will benefit your marriage. I'm excited. Friends, faith comes by hearing. So grab your headphones and let's get into the Word. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to our our time together. I've been looking forward to it. Thank you, Emma. It's good <laughs> to be here. Amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and also, along with that, why you and Gary chose to write this book? Yeah, so I am a licensed professional counselor and I started ministry about eight years ago in the relationship space. Um, my ministry actually started as a ministry for singles and I just felt like God kind of put on my heart, the idea that if we want to have healthy marriages, we've got to start with healthy singles, you know, healthy Mm -hmm. people make healthy relationships. That's kind of the theme of everything I do as a counselor. And so eight years ago, it kind of started as a ministry to singles, but it evolved into, um, relationship advice, for people who are dating, people who are engaged, people who are married. Um, and, and now it's a relationship advice ministry for every age and stage. And so I'm so mm. grateful for that. We've also ventured into emotional and mental health um, because like I said, that your personal health affects the health of your relationships. So fast forward a few years, I've written five books and 
Um, Gary Thomas and I have become acquaintances. When I was in graduate school, I used to read Gary Thomas books. I really always loved his approach to relationships. And so um, we ended up on a few different panels together with focus on the family. And um, we just became acquaintances. He's endorsed a lot of my books. And so uh, a couple of years ago, he came to me and said, I just really feel like God is calling me to write a book about sex because it's a topic that's sorely neglected in the church. And I would like you to partner with me because you're a licensed counselor. I'm a pastor. You can offer the the clinical counseling approach. I can give the theological perspective. You're a woman. I'm a man. You've been married for 15 years. I've been married for almost 40 years. So Gary has been married for almost the length of time that I've been alive. Wow. (laughs) We come from different stages and just different sides of the, of the spectrum. Um, And so we just felt like it was a good collaboration. And so we started writing this book. He wrote a chapter, I wrote a chapter and we would go back and forth. And um, I just feel like it was really a godsend and, and and a really important message, especially for the church. That's so good. I love hearing you talk about what you do because one of my professors says that change leads to passion. And when we truly like experience change in our own life and we're truly convicted of what we believe to be true in our own life, it leads to a passion to make it known to others. It leads to a passion to help others experience that change and experience the beauty that's found in that truth as well. And it's just so evident that you're experiencing God help you become who he originally designed you to become. And he's so evidently put this burden on your heart for relationships, for people, for marriages. And to see you live that out, it's so genuine and powerful because it's evident that you really believe in what you're doing. And um, well, it just it's made known even through the screen, through the conversation. So be encouraged in that. And also, I probably would have been fangirling a little bit if I was reading someone's books in high school. And then eventually down the road, that very person asked me to write a book with them. Was that like crazy? (laughs) Well, I remember the first time I was invited to be on a panel with Dr. Henry Cloud, Gary Thomas. And I was like, what am I doing here? (laughs) Like, God has just continued to be Mm. faithful and open doors. I mean, if someone told me I would have written five books in eight years and I'm working on book number six, I wouldn't have believed them because it just didn't seem like, you know, it just didn't seem like in the future. It didn't seem like it was in my cards, but God's, yeah. God's plan and purpose and calling. Um, and I'm just so grateful to have yeah. the opportunity to help people and help relationships. It's such a gift. That's incredible. And you made a little um, note that you and Gary wrote this book to the church. So tell me a little bit about who specifically this book is written to. Yeah. Well, you know, the church hasn't always done the best job talking about sex. Yeah. I mean, if you just think about how often you've heard about sex growing up, um, how often you've heard a sermon about sex growing up, the main message we hear is don't do it. Don't do it. Stay away no sex before marriage. And you start feeling like this, this subject is off limits. You're not allowed to talk about it. You're not allowed to do it. That's for sure. But it's even awkward to talk about it. And so we wanted to change that because sex is a gift from God. 
And when we're not speaking into it, the world is speaking on our behalf. And they're speaking in a dangerous, toxic way. Look at the porn culture. Look at how sexualized movies are, billboards. I mean, everything is sexualized in a way that's demeaning and selfish and not in a way that uses sex to serve and love and give and honor God. And And I think a lot of people think that sex and the Bible don't really go together but they do. And so we just unpack the gift of married sex. You know, when, when we were writing this book, Gary got on an airplane and and he said that the guy next to him was chit chatting with him and is like, Oh, what's your next book about? And he's like, married sex. And the guy goes, isn't that an oxymoron? (laughs) Because according to the world, marriage is where sex goes to die according to the world he said isn't that an oxymoron isn't that an oxymoron that's what he said and it's like that's the view our world has it's like so explicit and exciting outside of the confines of marriage but Mm -hmm. that's not god's truth and there's a reason that he made sex for marriage and then not only that he's given us the tools to enjoy sex in marriage so we pair theology with psychology with practical tips how to's start today things that you can begin to do to kind of unpack what does it look like to build the foundation of a healthy sex life Mm, I love that I love that so much and I a little bit about what you were saying in regard to just hearing no don't do it it's not talked about very much before I got married, just having lots of conversations about it during engagement, I had some women in my life tell me that that whenever they first got married, it was kind of hard to almost mentally enjoy it because they had told themselves no, no, no for so long that it's almost like there was this guilt that came with saying yes for the first time because they were so used to saying no. And I think that something like so beautiful about this is almost educating people in why they're saying no and not giving this connotation that it's bad and that's why you're saying no. But no, it's actually so good because God made it, but it was made to be experienced in all of its goodness within the context of marriage. So not just leaving it at, this is bad, so don't do it, but saying this is actually good and that's why you don't want to do it now. And I just love y'all's heart in, in educating us on that. And kind of leads me into my next question, um, is why is sex so important in marriage? Well, you know, according (laughs) to scripture, I mean, sex is the sacred gift that is enjoyed between a husband and a wife. And I, I really believe, I really believe when scripture says that marriage is this reflection of Christ and the church. So we can take that then next level into the gift of sex. Sex is a reflection of what it looks like to, to be servants, to sacrifice, to give, to honor one another. Um, there, there's so much beauty in the gift of sex. And, and I think at the end of the day, it's not just about sex. It's about us yeah. becoming better people. It's about us becoming um, more Christ-like less selfish, more self-controlled. I mean, when we become better people, it changes the atmosphere of our sex life. And going back even to what you were saying about some of those false beliefs, 
you know, how we learn about sex is really important because we come to the table with what, what I call sex expectations, these false beliefs that we have about sex that shape how we engage in sex. And so the very second chapter, the first chapter is all about the theology of sex. Like where is it in scripture? I love the that. song of songs. Actually, let me just do a quick side note here because Gary spends that chapter talking about the song of songs. And the idea is in ancient terminology, when, when you said something is the something of something, the king of kings, it is mm-hmm. like elevating that person to the highest level. He's not just the king. He's the king of kings. Well, the song of songs is that book. It's the song of all songs. And it's the book about sex. Wow. Like it is the book. It could have been a book about anything, about tithing, about prayer. But the focus of the song of all songs is intimacy in marriage. Mm. And then we move into the next chapter talking about our sex expectations, the false beliefs that we carry into the marriage bed, such as the false belief that we're never going to have problems because when you look at the movies, they know what to do, you know, yeah. or, or the false belief that sex is just for the man. I think a lot of times we perpetuate that false belief mm-hmm. when really the second verse in song of songs starts with a woman's pleasure. It's like scripture points to all of these truths That's good. and, 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 and the truths that go hand in hand with psychology, you know, it, it, it comes from scripture. So I think the deep dive into this subject is going to be eye-opening for a lot of couples. Mm, yep, I think so too. I wrote down a quote that that you said, that, um, or it was in the book, it was either you or, or Gary who said it, um, that a great sex life is something you make, not something you find. And that kind of leads into my next question about problem spots that yeah. you're just kind of hitting on, um, that problem spots are going to come. And I think whenever we go into marriage and we just expect that we're going to find this great sex life, but we come up to those problem spots. We think that, okay, something's, something must be wrong. I'm not with the right person. I'm like all of these lies that can then feed it. But I love how you acknowledge these problem spots in a way that it's guaranteed. Like it's not going to be perfect. There are going to be things because it's two people coming together that you need to navigate through. And I love how you cultivate this beautiful picture that this is something you get to make together. You get to figure it out together. You get to build it together. So can you talk to us about what it looks like to make, not find a great sex life and what problem spots um, come up in the midst of trying to do that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think first and foremost is the reminder that what you do above the sheets is what fuels your relationship under the sheets. So Mm -hmm. we never want to just start with sex because there's obviously things you can do, tips and tricks and positions and all kinds of things that you can learn about anatomy and educate yourself. But if the relationship isn't solid emotionally, and spiritually, it's only going to be temporary. It's only going to be a temporary fix. So we really need to take some time analyzing the health of the relationship because the overflow of the health of our relationship is going to be found in our sex life because then we learn to communicate. We trust each other. It's a safe place where we can express what we need and know that we're going to be heard and listened to. Mm -hmm. So we really do have to start there and then realize that 
problems are going to come up. I mean, there's no other area in life where we expect to be experts right away, right? I mean, it, let's just take well, cooking for good. example. <laughs> yeah. You know, let's just say you and Josh decide, you know what, tomorrow we're going to start cooking and and you don't expect to be expert chefs in 24 hours. But when we go into our honeymoon, we expect to be expert chefs in the area of sex within 24 hours. When it doesn't yeah. happen, we're confused, we're jaded, we're discouraged, we're we're questioning God like I waited for sex, God, why isn't it great? Just because you wait doesn't make it great. I mean, mm -hmm. God isn't asking you to wait because of your honeymoon night. He's asking you to wait because of what it's doing within you, the character it's de developing in you yeah. for the long haul. It's making you more like Christ when we're obedient and we have self-control and discipline. But don't be surprised when you get there and there's problem spots. They may happen on your honeymoon. They may happen years later. You may struggle with pain during sex. You may struggle with an inability to have an orgasm. You may struggle with erectile dysfunction. You may struggle with um, the outside influences of stress, schedule, even pornography. I mean, these are all things that might come up in marriage at some point. And instead of us being surprised by the struggle, we need to be prepared for it. We need to be equipped to handle it. And that's why talking about these struggles is important. Nobody is sexually compatible at the get-go. Nobody. Take any two people and you will have a different set of problems, a different set of emotional problems, relational problems, sexual problems. Um, but the beauty of sex is that we have a lifetime to develop compatibility. We have a lifetime to understand one another. We have a lifetime to work through these things. I think one of the things that makes it hard is that a lot of people don't know where to go. It's like when you do have problems, you're not going to go talk to your friends at Starbucks and compare notes. You're not going to bring it up at Bible <laughs> yeah. study and ask for prayer, you know? And, and, and when I asked couples, one of my favorite things about this book was we surveyed over 900 couples. I love this. Gather data. Mm -hmm. And then we brought in over a hundred couples in a private Facebook group where we kind of picked their brain and, and dove into the things that they were experiencing and going through. And when I asked them, where do you get the majority of your information about sex? Most of them said nowhere or Google. Like they just don't know where to go. And with Google, you just never know what's going to come up. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm excited to offer this resource because I believe that it's going to help people open their eyes, dive into some of the subjects that maybe people don't talk about, some of the questions, some of the gray areas, like, is this okay? Is this not okay? Um, and just kind of help people have a biblical resource to help them navigate this area of their life. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network and is sponsored in part by... Today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Faithful Counseling. So let's get real for a second. Is there something interfering with your peace, robbing you of joy, preventing you from carrying God's yoke that is easy and His burden that is light that He intends for you to carry, He designed you to carry? Are you walking through something that's preventing you from achieving your goals? I know that for many of us, that can be anxiety, depression, fear, or even broken relationships that can be holding us back. 
But this is where Faithful Counseling comes in. Faithful Counseling is a worldwide counseling service that is making professional counseling accessible, affordable, and convenient so anyone and everyone can face life's challenges and can get help anytime, anywhere. Faithful Counseling offers four different ways to get connected to a licensed counselor. You can sit down for video calls, phone calls, live chats, or instant messaging. Every counselor on Faithful Counseling is licensed by their respective state board and has over 3,000 hours of experience. If you think that Faithful Counseling is for you, you can sign up today and be matched with your counselor in 24 hours or less. Faithful Counseling is helping us live our healthiest lives in the comfort and safety of our homes. Be sure to check out Faithful Counseling at faithfulcounseling.com slash MMA slash. That's so good, Deborah. And um, in your book, you talk about this concept that better um, relationships is equivalent to better sex. And I feel like you just kind of hit on that a little bit. Can you go into that deeper specifically? Um, just what do you mean by that, that better relationships equals better sex? Yeah. You know, sometimes what we think is a sex problem is actually a relationship problem in disguise. Um, maybe we're holding on to hurts and bitterness. Maybe there's conflict in our relationship. Maybe we're not good at communicating and so this area becomes problematic. And so I think the key here is understanding what it looks like to work on becoming better people, building our character, all of the character qualities that make us better people also make us better lovers, mm. learning the, the selflessness, look at just the fruit of the spirit and all of those things and how they then fuel the health of our relationship. And so a lot of this is really working on me and what does it look like for me to become a better person because that's going to influence my marriage. And then when my marriage is healthy, that's going to influence my sex life. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the big components to even just the health of a relationship is communication. And we've seen that it's much easier to have sex than it is to talk about sex. Yeah. A lot of people feel really awkward talking <laughs> about sex. They don't know what to say. There's certain words they're not comfortable saying out loud. And so in the book, there's actually an entire guide to help you have these conversations, mm -hmm. ways to talk about it, questions to ask, things to bring up and when to bring them up and when not to bring them up because it is a sensitive subject. And what does it look like to have these conversations to open the door of communication with mm -hmm. your spouse? If you can get this early on in your marriage, it is going to save you so much heartache and grief and problem spots. Um, so even for the newlyweds who are listening, I mean, this is so important to get right while you're young and start changing the atmosphere of mm -hmm. how we have this conversation in marriage. I love that. I love how you talk about communication because that has always been a really big key factor that me and Josh have really and are continuing to just work on and lean into and prioritize. And I think something that was really helpful that we really leaned into during our premarital counseling was the importance of being confident in the Lord 
and therefore confident just within yourself because you're of your confidence in the Lord and how that overflows into the communication aspect of sex. Because I think, and I, I may be the only one, but I feel like I'm definitely not, that whenever you are communicating about sex and you're talking about things that you like or things that you enjoy or things that, hey, this meant a lot to me or hey, I actually, like, this wasn't my favorite, or I'd like to pivot this or do this a little differently. For me, sometimes when I'm not confident, like, in the Lord and in who He's made me to be and confident in my relationship with Josh, I can hear those, hey, I'd like this to be different, or I'd like to pivot this a little bit as I failed, or I am not good at this, or a, a rejection in some sort of way. And I just love that you're emphasizing the value of communication because I think that it does build this confidence between you and your spouse in knowing that as you talk about it, rejection is off the table. (laughs) This is a safe place where trust is being cultivated. And because trust is there, vulnerability can be there. And just because you're talking about sex itself, don't tie your identity to sex. Um, That's something that I, I think I'm still learning, but not tying my worth to what we may be wanting to change. It doesn't mean I failed. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You will only feel as full in marriage (laughs) as you do while standing alone. Like the fullness you feel in marriage is, is really going to be based on how you feel standing alone. And, and when you have that fullness, that confidence in Christ, you start to create that in your marriage that like you said it's not tied to your identity because there's things you need to change there's things you need to work on there's areas you need to grow Mm -hmm. and being open to those conversations and learning of course how to have those conversations in a healthy way not in a critical tone but in a way that we honor one another but we're honest we've got to be honest this is a a learning curve for both of us so what does it look like then to begin having these conversations and 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 Truly, the overflow of the health of your relationship is going to be seen in the conversations you have about sex. Because if there's identity issues or insecurities, and you start to work on those things in your marriage, it's going to overflow into the confidence that you have in your relationship and in yourself, even in your sex life. That's such a powerful and important point. That's so good. Because intimacy comes from trust and vulnerability and being known and being loved like that it comes from those things so it makes sense that having honest communication would only build intimacy which therefore would be reflected in in sex yes Yes. And, and one thing I'll add to that is oftentimes the things that we struggle with the most are actually rooted in wounds and hurts from our past You know, maybe you've been abused in your past. Maybe you've had problems, bullying, things that have come up where you feel insecure. Maybe maybe in your family of origin, you struggled to feel loved and wanted and desired. And sometimes those things, if we don't deal with the past, start to creep into our present, start to influence what we feel and believe about ourselves in marriage. So there's an entire chapter in the book called going backward in order to go forward. Because sometimes we've got to face those things in the past so that they can stop having power over our present. And I think as Christians, sometimes we assume that when we come to Jesus, the past is gone. The past is in the past. But God 
is calling us not to fixate on our past, but to face it, to Mm. deal with it so that we can move forward. And for some people that is going to require counseling. You know, if you've had trauma or abuse history in your past, working with a counselor to work through some of that stuff, because no matter how secure you are in your marriage, those things from the past are still going to be triggered if you haven't dealt with them and healed them. And so there's nothing wrong with you. It's just a matter of learning to face those things because getting to the root is what's going to help you have the confidence and freedom to enjoy your sex life, to enjoy your marriage and to be free from some of those wounds from the past. That's so good. I I think that there's this, this tone of shame when it comes and it like brings up pride, I think like, no, not me when it comes to the counseling conversation of that being on the table as an option to step into. And I just want to encourage that person who may be in that boat of like, you're being made aware of things that need to be dealt with. And you see counseling as a very wise move, but this pride is rearing up its head that you shouldn't need it, that you shouldn't have to have that, that you're better than this. All of those, those shame conversations that are happening within your heart and your head. And I just want to tell you, even from personal experience, I was in counseling for a year and a half and I was so like, I was ashamed whenever I went into it because I was like, I feel like I shouldn't need this. And I came out of it with so much that I gleaned wisdom. I I, so much, so much joy that I found so much freedom that I found so much healing, so many things that I, I got to put a name to and therefore speak truth over just powerful. And so counseling is a gift. The Lord says that he is our wonderful counselor. And I believe Mm -hmm. that through people he is equipped, he wants to reveal his counseling power through people. You weren't made to go through life alone. And I think it actually takes great courage and proves humility. And it inspires other people to want to grow in their walk with God and become all of who they were made to be when they know that you actually humbled yourself to say, I actually need some help. I think there's actually a lot of bravery in that. So if you ever needed to hear that, I hope it encourages you. Um, um, One last question that I would love to, to end us on is, what is one piece of advice that you would give to those listening that are newlyweds or those who are about to get married? Yeah. Well, first of all, leave your expectations at the door um, <laughs> because when you try to align your marriage to your expectations, you're going to be disappointed. Um, You need to just align your marriage to your marriage, to God's truth, to the reality of what marriage actually is, not to what you expect it to be. Take down the pressure. I mean, there's no pressure to get this right at the get-go. You've got a lifetime to work on enjoying one another. And I think sometimes we get so focused on the end result, the climax When really the most special, important, wonderful part of sex is actually the process, the journey, Mm -hmm. the journey to getting to the climax, the journey of getting to know each other and enjoying each other. Um, So, so focus on the journey and enjoy the journey. And, and lastly, I would also say mutuality. Mutuality is the hallmark of a healthy sex life. So what does it look like to really take interest in the needs, desires, and pleasure of my spouse? What does it look like to put them first, to honor them as they're honoring me and putting me first? Mm -hmm. There's something really special about 
a marriage where you feel safe and secure and you can be honest and open about what you need and you know the other person has your best interest at heart. Um, and, and like we said earlier, as our relationship becomes healthier, it will overflow into our sex life. And for those of you who are looking for practical tips and suggestions, we've got one whole chapter called What Gets Him Going, what whole, one whole chapter called What Gets Her Going, and then one whole chapter called What Gets You Going. Because I think a lot of this stuff is things that people haven't learned, mm-hmm. and we just want to help you not just work on your marriage above the sheets, but also work on your marriage under the sheets. So I hope that it really blesses and encourages you no matter what stage of marriage you're at. That's so good. That's so good. I'm so thankful. And I want y'all to also take note that this whole time I've been asking questions because I'm learning. (laughs) I've been married five months, but if I was in Deborah's shoes and I was married 15 years, I would still be asking questions because I would still be learning. So I don't want y'all to think, oh, Emma's been married five months and she's got it all figured out. So she's having all these people come on. I am having all these people come on because I want to learn too, because I trust who I'm having on. And I trust their love for the Lord. I trust their study of his word and their and their ministry that they're committed to. And I know that a lot of y'all are wanting to learn too. And so I hope that this here is a platform by which y'all can learn alongside me. Um, and Deborah, so that they can continue to learn from you as I am, can you let them know where they can find you, where they can buy Married Sex? I'm going to show you what it looks like, um, as well as the other books that you've written. Um, just let them know how they can stay in touch with you in your ministry. Yeah, well, my relationship advice blog is called truelovedates.com. You can find all kinds of podcasts and books and resources and articles there. Um, And you can also find the book at marriedsex.us and anywhere books are sold. Incredible, incredible. And guys, I have a really, really fun announcement. We have partnered with Deborah and Gary and we are doing a giveaway because we love giving away things that will help invest into your marriage. So we're doing a giveaway all throughout this week where the winner is going to get a free married sex book as well as a $100 gift card that you can go and enjoy a date night with your with your husband or with your wife and we hope that it blesses you. So that is something that you definitely want to um, enter. All the information is going to be on my Instagram page, 1 Corinthians 13 underscore love, as well as the Have You Heard podcast page on Instagram, which you can find at Have You Heard underscore podcast. That's have you heard underscore podcast where all the information as to how you can enter um, and possibly get get a gift card and get this book will be available to you. So if you are watching on YouTube, be sure and give a thumbs up, subscribe, comment down below what you learned. Um, what would you what would you like to learn about more in the future? What topics would you like to be talked about? Um, how are you encouraged? And if you are listening via Apple or Spotify, be sure and download, rate, review share it with all of your married and engaged people and just know that I am so so thankful for you I'm so thankful that you tuned in today and I pray that the rest of your week is awesome be sure and go enter the giveaway (laughs) bye guys I pray blessings and encouragement 
and a deepening of faith over your life today. Be sure to subscribe, rate, give reviews, and go share this episode with all of your people so that we can continue to build our community and build our faith. Thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast, and don't forget how awesome you are. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.